You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. Father, we surrender to you this morning, to you in your ways. Your ways are higher. Your ways are better. You are faithful from age to age, from generation to generation. You are always faithful and you you don't change. You're the constant. When our lives go crazy, when the world goes crazy, when, when, when we can't make sense of things, you're the constant, you're the steady, you're the rock, you're, you're it. You're the one that we can run to and hide in and know that we are safe because you are faithful and you remain the same. You are always strong. You are always mighty. You are always powerful. And you always know exactly what's going on. You are wisdom. You are understanding. You know it all. And you are truth. You are the truth. You are safe. That's why we love your presence so much, God. It's perfect. I don't come into your presence and come in contact with somebody that's in a bad mood. Or have to worry about how I have to be. I come into your presence and know that I'm coming into goodness and mercy and love and compassion and grace and favor and hope and joy and peace and abundance. So today, God, your children here in your presence, fully aware and fully recognizing that we need you more than anything, it's you. You are the hope, you're the light. And so we just stay in this place today so thankful that we have somewhere we can go. So thankful that we have you that loves us and holds us and sees us and is guiding us, we are safe. My heart is safe. So I don't need to carry the tension. I don't need to carry the worries. I don't need to carry the anxiety. I just get to rest. I just get to rest. And God, we just say thank you. Thank you for that. That each person here individually is seen and known and known to the deepest core of who we are known 
Even the hairs on our head, you've numbered, you know everything about us and you care and you don't turn your back. And you look on us with joy. Thank you. Thank you. We love you, God. We look to you as the lifter of our heads. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Thank you, praise and worship team. Jeremy, if you could stay with me, that'd be great. Okay. Wow. Well, we're in Matthew 6. I'm sure if you've been here most Sundays, you know we were, we're in the Lord's Prayer. And we're almost finished. I think we have next Sunday is the end of it. We're doing the last um, part of it. But today I'm going to read it. Matthew 6, verse 9. In this manner, therefore pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen so we're going to hang out today in verse 13 that says and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one the first thing that we need to recognize and know is God cannot, he will not, he does not tempt us. He can't do it. He is not the tempter. He, he will not tempt us. James 1.12 says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when, his, when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. So first notice that it says in this verse, you're going to be tempted. Temptation is coming, right? It says, it blessed is the man. So temptation is going to come. You will be blessed when you endure it and you will be rewarded for it. God promises you that. The temptation is going to come. While you endure it, you will be blessed and you will be rewarded when you endure it. Um, the word endure means to remain, not to flee, or recede, it means to persevere under mistreatment and trials and to hold fast to faith in God. It means to continue to trust even though there is resistance in hard times. She says, blessed is the man that stays steady, that keeps going, that continues to trust while they're being tempted. He says, blessed will you be and there will be a reward for that, okay. So temptation is going to come. Then verse 13 says, let no one say when he is tempted that I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. So we all have our own desires, right? Some of the desires that we have are, are, are good desires. They're not bad. 
some of the desires we have are not good desires. Right? Am I the only one? Okay, I'm the only one that has desires that probably aren't godly. Okay. I see. I see. I need to go to a different church. <laughs> You're lying. Just kidding. Um, but, but he says, they're drawn away by their own desires. Drawn away. The word drawn away means this. Distracted. It means to turn aside and to look away from. So each one is drawn away, is turned aside, is looking away from and looking to their own desires. What are they looking, what are they, what are they turning away from? Jesus. Looking at Jesus, it, it means distracted. Each one is drawn away. Each one gets distracted by their own desires, turns away from what they're supposed to be looking at, drawn away by their own desires. Anyone ever been drawn away by your own desires or just you start to get driven and you start to go after something and you, and you were headed full after God and following after him and suddenly little things started to creep in and you became drawn away? Okay, now there's Joan in me. All right. <laughs> and Rose. Okay. <laughs> They become drawn away. But I want to point out this. It says, they become drawn away by their own desires. And then something comes in at the end. It says, and enticed. So, so they get distracted. We've all been there. But then something happens in the distraction. It says, and they become enticed. This is what enticed means. Deceived. Baited. Alert. Who does deceiving? The enemy. The enemy does deceiving. A Lord, you, you saw that in the, when we read in the garden where Eve comes to um, just look at a tree. I don't know. She was, maybe she was hanging out looking at a tree, just admiring the tree she's not allowed to touch. <laughs> and what happens is the enemy comes. What does he begin to deceive? He begins to allure her. It's what the enemy does. So, so the, bio, the verse is saying you become drawn away by your own desires. The things that are in you, they become drawn away. But what happens in the distraction, what happens in the turning away, the enemy comes in. That's where he jumps in. And, and, and he deceives and he entices in that place. That's where the temptation begins to happen. Follow me. We're going to go somewhere with this. James... James chapter one, verse two says, my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. That word trials actually is the same Greek word for temptation, but my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. God won't tempt you. He cannot tempt you. It's not, and he cannot do it. The Bible says he cannot. But he will allow you to go into times of testing. And the reason why he allows you to go into times of testing, like the Bible says, it produces something in you. 
It produces patience in you. It, it's, it's for another purpose. It's producing good fruit that he knows is in there. It begins to produce things in your life. It's not a bad thing. In Deuteronomy 8, 16, it says, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, for he might humble you, that he might test you to do you good in the end. He led them into the wilderness that he might humble them, that he might test them. Why? To do them only good. It was, it was for their good. He sent them into this place because he's a good father. And he's like, I'm sending him in there to humble him. Humbling is not a bad thing. I think we all can be humbled. We just want to not be humbled in some ways and humbled in other ways. <laughs> but to do us good. But during a trial or a test or wilderness experiences, the enemy is there to tempt. I'm going to show you. Matthew 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit. What was he led by? The Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So God led him into the wilderness for a time of testing. Jesus, he went into the wilderness. And as he was in the wilderness, there was the enemy there ready to pounce, ready to tempt him. That's what it says. But this is the one thing that we need to understand is God will never mislead you, not ever. Not ever. You can trust his leading. So you may be going into places that says like, this is no fun. <laughs> this, doesn't, this is not comfortable, but he will never mislead you, ever. Wherever he leads you is always for your good. That's why you can trust him. Because he knows what it'll produce in you. He led his, his son into the wilderness knowing what it would produce in him. You see Jesus coming out of the wilderness in Luke 4, 14. Look at what it says. He's coming out. So he's, we know that Jesus went into the wilderness and he went in for, for um, it said to be tempted by the devil. We know he was there. He was fasting. The enemy came and he tempted him. He offered him lots of things. And, and, and Jesus stood his ground and he spoke the word, but he led him in there. And this is how Jesus came out. Luke 4, 14. Then Jesus, leaving the wilderness, returned in the power of the spirit to Galilee and news of him went out throughout the surrounding region. How did he come out? in the power of the Spirit. Something was produced in him. As he went into the wilderness, he was tempted. There was a testing. He came out in power. It's the Bible said to do you only good. I know what it will produce in you, okay? So Jesus came out stronger. Jesus was tempted, but he wasn't tempted by God. He was tempted by Satan. And not only did it make him stronger, this is the cool part, it made Jesus be able to sympathize with us. 
and the things that we go through, the temptations that we go through. Look at this verse, Hebrews 4.15. For we do not have a high priest, that's Jesus. We don't, we don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. For he was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. He was tempted, Jesus was tempted in all points. Think about that. Think about what you've been tempted with in your life. I bet you some of that stuff is stuff you would never say if I gave you a mic. <laughs> and Jesus went through the exact same temptations as you did without sin. And so this is the great part about it is you do not need to feel shame when you're tempted. And that's what happens with a lot of us is those temptations come up and we beat ourselves over the head with it. Why am I tempted by this? I shouldn't be struggling with this. It's like, no, 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 look. There's actually a high priest who's gone through the same thing you have. He didn't sin, but he knows the way out. He, he knows your way out. He's like, I know exactly how you feel. I know exactly what you're doing. Talk to me about it. I know the way out. Instead of running away from him because you're embarrassed that I shouldn't be tempted with these things. No, the tempter comes. But Jesus has walked. Jesus has been in your place. So when the temptation comes, you can go to him and say, I don't know how to fight this. This is really big. And Jesus says, I know. I know. Hebrews 2.18 says, For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted. He is able to aid those who are tempted. Come on, anyone tempted in here? Things in your heart that you're so ashamed of? No, 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 you get to go to Jesus for this. He says, I, I was tempted so that I could help you. This is good news. God is not mad at you for being tempted. He's also not mad at you when you give in. <laughs> but shame will always try to move in when the tempter comes to say, oh, God is, God is so, God must be so upset with me right now. No, 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 no. He knew you'd be tempted. That's why Jesus stood in your place. That's why Jesus went through it. And here's the other thing, God will deliver you. The enemy will always try to come in and deceive and get in the way of that so that you remove yourself from God because I can't believe I'm even tempted. And sometimes the temptation is so strong, but no, 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 no. God knows what your humanity, God knows the frailty of your humanity. So he provided this way that his son would walk through what you walked through so that you would have a high priest that you could go to and say, I am struggling really big, where is it? And, and you go to him and God will deliver you. He will deliver you. First Corinthians 10, 13 says, no temptation has overtaken you except such is common to man, but God is faithful 
who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will always, always, always make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. 2 Timothy 4.17 says, But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear also, also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. The Lord stood with me. When I was tempted and tempted even to feel ashamed of myself, the Lord stood with me. I want you to know that. What what you're going through, the Lord stands with you. And he will deliver you from the mouth of the lion. The Bible says the enemy walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The Lord stands with you. And he will deliver you from the mouth of the lion. Second Peter 2.9 says, Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of their temptations. He knows how. So how do we relate all of this to the Lord's prayer? (laughs) That says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Remember, this is, the disciples asked them, Jesus, how do we pray? And he begins to list, these are the things that you pray for. So what's he saying? The Lord will deliver you, but this is how you pray. This is something you need to pray for because the enemy is going to come. Temptation is going to come, but daily you pray for protection against the evil one who comes to seek to devour you. That every day I'm praying, I'm praying, Lord, um, give us this day our daily bread. I'm praying for provision. I am releasing forgiveness. I am asking for forgiveness. I am keeping those things in my heart and releasing things out of my heart. And then the other thing that I'm doing is I am praying for protection, recognizing that there is an enemy. I read this Instagram post and I can't remember who it was that said it. I, I, I'm not sure if it was, I, I could name a bunch of people. I don't know. It's somebody that I follow. It's a minister. And she said something along these lines. I'm paraphrasing. So that means it's my words now. So um, <laughs> she said something like, God help us the day that we forget that there is an enemy of our soul. That, that we go about our day just, and not recognize that there is an enemy that does seek to devour us. And this is why Jesus says, this is important, guys, for you to pray about. That there would be protection and, and remember, this is a prayer daily. God will deliver us, but our part is to pray. Every day, especially during times of trials and wilderness experiences, 
because the enemy tries to keep you held. He, he tries to hold you back. Cause you to draw back. But you will endure. Psalms 119. I was, I was going to tell a story about going through wilderness experiences or even when you're about to, you're making a decision. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go after God. I'm going to lay these things aside. I'm not going to do this. I promise you in my life experience, in my short amount of time on this earth, <laughs> that the enemy always, always shows up when you make a decision that I'm going to do this for God or I'm going to go after it, always. But I remember one time and I know a lot of you know this story. I'm not sure if you know this part of the story, but I was, I was working in the bar and I was really into drugs. And, and uh, I know that looking back, I know it was the spirit of God that would just constantly say, this isn't who you are. And, and I had many encounters. There were just things that were happening where I could just feel God being like, enough is enough. And he was so kind and so gentle about it. But it was like, this is not you. You, you do not belong here. And, I, and it, it just got stronger. And I just... I couldn't even stand it almost anymore. I had to get out. And I remember saying to my girlfriend that day, and I said, I, I'm done. I can't, I can't be here. I can't, I got to get out of here. This isn't who I am. And, and uh, she was like, okay, you know, and I'm like, I'm never doing drugs again. This is it. I'm, it's over. I'm, I'm done. And I felt like this, I felt like it was resolute in my heart. You know, it was like, I'm over it. No, I don't care. I'm walking away. And, um, that day, I'm bartending by myself. It was a slow night. My drug dealer walks in. And, and he comes up and we're talking and da-da-da. And I'm not, you know, saying I'm done. I'm just, you know, being nice. And, and, he, and he passes me a bunch of drugs and says, here, it's on me on me. I, if you've ever been in that world, you know that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Go for it, you know. And, and of course, I, I went for it. I, I did. And, uh, you know, then I went back and it was, I was ashamed and I thought, nah, you know, whatever. And, and so then I, I went back to God and I'm like, I, like, I can't even get out of it. It's just, it's following me, you know? And that's when God said, quit. You cannot work here. This place is not for you. You need to get out of here. And so I'm like, okay, that's the next step. I'm, this is how, you know, and this is where you, he's not ashamed of you. He has a way out. You just keep going back. You just keep going back. Even in your mess, you just keep showing back up. I've had other addictions in my life where I just keep going back. God, I need help. I don't know. He will help you. He will deliver you. You just don't back away from him. You just keep going forward. And so so I, I went back and, and I'm like, God, and he said, you need to quit. And I'm like, okay. So I get to work that day and there had been charges against me. They thought that I was stealing and I, I hadn't, I promise you, even though I was doing drugs, I wasn't stealing. There was police investigation. There was a whole bunch of stuff that was going on. And, and um, so I was, I was on their radar at work. They were watching me very carefully. And, and it turns out, I get to work that day. I'm going to give my notice. It turns out that it that they found out it wasn't me and they caught the person red-handed who was stealing. And so, doesn't matter, I was still quitting. And uh, 
So I tell my friend again, I'm like, I am quitting this job. I cannot be here. This is not the place for me. This is just no place for me. And she said, okay. And so the manager comes in and says, Megan, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, I need to talk to you. It's actually not the manager, it was the owner. And I said, I actually need to talk to you too. And uh, they said, okay. And so we go sit down and they apologize. We're so sorry that we thought it was you. And, you know, it's like, it's okay. And, and they're like, we have something we would love to offer you. It's like, okay, like some money or something. <laughs> and they said, we want you to be the manager. <laughs> the day that I'm going to quit, we, we think that you would be a wonderful manager for this place. And I saw it. By this time now, I knew. I saw this is, this is how the enemy is working to keep me bound. And I said, no, this place, I do not belong here. And I quit. Yeah, God is good. But to recognize that temptation comes and God is not ashamed of your temptation and he's not ashamed of your mess ups. He provides a way out. You just keep going to him. And so the importance of waking up every day and saying, God, I recognize that there is an enemy of my soul. And so I am asking for protection that you would, that I would not fall into temptation, but that I would know and I would call upon you for the way out. When I feel the temptation come, that I would look to you and not walk away from you, not, not separate myself from you, that this will not trip me up. This will not, this will not hold me back every day, every day. It goes back to that place of relationship with God that, that I know your weakness, but I want you to talk to me about it. Jesus has gone through everything that you could possibly imagine. Everything you've gone through, he's gone through, so he knows. So we pray about it. Psalms 119, um, verse 133 says, direct my steps. David prayed this, direct my steps by your word and let no iniquity have dominion over me. It's a similar prayer. It's a related prayer to that portion of the Lord's prayer. When, when David said, direct my steps, it's the same thing as lead, lead me not into temptation. When he said, and let no iniquity have dominion over me and deliver us from the evil one. Don't, don't let it have me, God. Deliver me from it. So Jesus is saying to his disciples, look, temptation is going to be there. But pray daily. Pray daily about this. Matthew 26, verse 41 says, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He says, this is what you pray, guys. You need to pray about this. And lastly, this is what Jesus prayed over us. John 17, verse 15. I do not pray that you should, that you should take them out of this world. He's talking to the Father but that you should keep them from the evil one. 
Jesus prayed that. I don't pray that you remove them, God, from, from the, the, the evil in the world. I don't pray that you remove them from the temptations or the things that are going on. But God, I do pray that you keep them from the evil one. That he doesn't have his way with them. Isn't that amazing? That's what Jesus prayed. Isn't that good? Thank you, Jesus. So Father, I just pray this morning over every person here. Father, I know that we all deal with our own deals. We all have our own things going on. We have our own issues, our own weaknesses in our life. But Father, I just pray that when temptation comes, that we would not run away from you, but that we would run to you. But that we would not draw back, but that we would advance. And Father, for those that feel so lost, in their issues, in their hangups, in their, God, that they would feel without a shadow of a doubt that you are cheering them on, leading them on, that they would know that you stand with them and you will deliver them. God, for those that are really in a battle right now, I pray strength over them right now in Jesus' name. I pray strength over them right now in Jesus' name endurance and hope that you will run your race you will run your race God has not given up on you but he is with you he stands with you he speaks over you he sings over you he declares over you he dances over you You are called. You have been called by name for this day, for this time. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.